Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to The Trader, a trader's podcast. My name is David Bloomberg, and I'm your host for season one of The Traders Canada. And today, I'm very excited to have our first interview from that season as we talk to the traitorous Melissa B. Hello, Melissa. How are you? Hi, David. I would be better if I was $100,000 richer, but, you know, I'm coping. (laughs) But then we wouldn't be talking yet, you know, so obviously that's the the balance there, you know, $100,000 richer or talk now. You know what? It's worth it to be the first guest (laughs) from from my season on this podcast, um, because I actually started listening to this podcast when I auditioned. I found this podcast, Ah. so I've been listening for a while. So you know what? Yeah, I'm honored. It was worth the trade in. I don't need a who needs a hundred grand. That's right. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, yes. Well, that's great. I'm. I'm. I. Uh, I would like to say. I hope that uh, you know we we helped you, uh, but we may have led you astray. I don't know. Uh, uh, so blame Matthew blame for that. Matthew. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yes. I'm gonna blame Matthew for my demise. Actually, it wasn't Kevin. It wasn't bad acting. It was. Matthew on the trader. That's exactly it. All right. All right. Well, uh, Matthew says hi. Uh, you know, <laughs> he uh, he, <laughs> he, uh it, it does all the other uh, uh, podcasts for the different seasons. But of course, I was on the uh, finales and uh, now you get me for Canada here. Yes, so exactly. other than that, how are you? Other than that, I'm doing great. I've adjusted. I've had some time to adjust uh, to real life. So I'm just back, you know, mothering, selling real estate, (laughs) (laughs) just trying to live my life, still working. (laughs) Now, it's been, yeah, it's been about a week since we saw you being banished. Obviously, it's been Mm -hmm. longer for you. I saw you had an Instagram TikTok video about Kevin Martin not being a particular favorite in your family group chat, which is 
understandable. Uh, how how have things been going there? Do people uh, still want to go after him, or has that calmed down He's, a little? Th- I still get messages. So the, I I was banished, you know, over an episode ago. Like we've mm-hmm. seen the most recent episode since my banishment. Um, I still get messages every day from people I know and people I don't know <laughs> who are like, "You should have got Kevin out." And I'm like, "Yeah." Hindsight, absolutely. I completely <laughs> agree. However, I didn't and I can't go back, but I still get people who are like, I don't want to watch anymore. I hope Kevin gets out or I hope he gets banished. <laughs> I'm like, I love it. I love it because I wasn't <laughs> expecting um people to enjoy watching me. I was expecting people to be like, oh my God, you just you didn't care about this, you didn't care about that. Like you're an awful person. No, but wow. um, you know, it like it's it's funny to watch people hate on him because he clocked me so quickly. Because mm-hmm. really I am very as much as it didn't look like it on the show, I am a very self-aware person. So, you know, I, I I love to throw blame at Kevin and Koozie and Mike, you know, it was everybody else's fault. But at the end of the day, me getting banished was 100% my fault. Like there was no secret twist. I was a traitor. I was told not to reveal I was a traitor. And then I didn't shut up talking about how I'm not a traitor. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> like, you know, I was too obvious. So I can't be mad at Kevin. Kevin's a doll and I actually do, Hope he does well. He's doing pretty good. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, I I was a fan of Kevin coming in. Um, and so little bias there. I, I'm enjoying what he's doing. I laughed when he talked about his his grandma clocking you in Alberta. Uh so such a good laugh. My family laughed at that. So I had them all over. We were watching the mm-hmm. uh the premiere. I had like a premiere party, and I didn't tell anybody that I was a traitor. And um, so that was really cool. Like that big reveal that everybody mm-hmm. found out I was a traitor. Like my whole family just went up screaming. And then a few minutes later when Kevin was like, yeah, like even my grandma knows that she's a traitor. People laughed. And I was like, guys, but then I get kicked out and they're like, okay, we don't like him anymore. <laughs> yeah. It was one thing. Yeah. It was hypothetically funny, but not when it was, you know, really happening. Yeah. Exactly. Now, one thing you mentioned uh, was, you know, you should have killed Kevin. Mm-hmm. When I was watching that first discussion in Trader's Tower. It seemed to me like Koozie was protecting Kevin. Uh, I also thought she was protecting Erica. So that shows what I knew in that regard. But (laughs) was she protecting Kevin? Would you have been able to push enough? Okay. so so the big thing about that first night, I did want to murder Kevin. Um, When I found out that I was a traitor before I knew who the other traitors were, it was him and Crystal who I wanted on my dream team because I connected well with Crystal and Kevin, I was a big fan of. So I wanted them on my dream team. When I found out that he wasn't on my dream team, I wanted to murder him because (laughs) I was like, okay, as a fan. And it had no, I didn't like, I didn't realize when I I thought about like, okay, if he's not on my dream team, I want to murder Kevin. It wasn't to make a statement. It wasn't because he was throwing my name out there. It was simply because I'm a big brother fan. And I thought it would have been really, really cool to murder, you know, the infamous Kevin Martin who did so well on his season and he he won. And I just thought it would be really funny. And then I was going to have this line, like I did it for Karen. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Just, I just, you know, the fan in me had all kinds of great things that I was so excited for. Um, So I did, you know, we were talking about him in the conclave about should we murder Kevin? It would be a big statement. I think he's going to be trouble. Mike did not trust him. Mm -hmm. Me and Mike were both very much on the same page. Kevin's a big target. But Koozie did keep, every time we talk about it, she was kind of nodding along, but then she'd sway it. So 
we ended up, she actually brought up Erica's name and said, how about Erica or May? And I think what she was trying to do, because Kuzi is a very, very persuasive person. She's a, mm-hmm. she's, she plays the mastermind because she's earned the role. Like she's very good. So, you know, when we were in there, she swayed it a little bit more to Erica and uh, May. And then she was trying to kind of push us to get May out, but saying Erica's name so that she could seem like she's not in alliance with these people. And it's something just didn't feel authentic. Like my, my red flags were going off all over that conclave. I trusted Mike and I was afraid of Koozie because I <laughs> felt like she was lying about something. I knew I couldn't trust her. Like there was something, you know, something just off. And I mean, obviously later I found out it was because she had an alliance with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was this resistance there. So we couldn't really get that close. Cause I just, I didn't trust her. Um, so she was pushing towards May and I could feel that she wanted May to go over Erica. So I kind of pushed back a little bit with that. And just every time they'd bring up May and try to make that the final decision, I was like, no, we need to, no, it's not May. We're not sending May home. So sorry, Erica, I do feel bad about that, <laughs> but it was just, it, I already felt like I couldn't trust Koozie. I didn't want her to have the final say on who went home in the conclave because I was, my wheels were just spinning and I didn't really know what was going on. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. One of my questions was going to be about, you know, whether you could, you felt you could go after some of the celebrity people, because that was an issue in the U.S. season was Mm -hmm. that a lot of the non-celebrities just followed along with the celebrities and, you know, didn't want to target them. But it sounds like you were you were gunning. You would have. Oh, I I am a fan, but I'm a fan of the show. I'm a fan Mm -hmm. of the drama. I'm a fan of the blind sides, the messy games. Obviously I'm a fan of a messy game. You know, I just, I just love the good TV. So for me, I didn't care about sending a celebrity home. The only one who I might've had trouble with would be Rick because he was, he's a different kind of celebrity and we also clicked really well. So I think like to send Rick home would have been harder for me. Um, but I had no objection. Like I didn't care. I'd send my mom home in one of these games. Like, I don't think I'd, <laughs> you know, like that's the game. I think I put the, the, uh, the traders Canada Instagram actually put out a reel of me answering a question. And I said, you know, it's called the traders, not right. the friendship. And I truly meant that when I went in, I didn't care who it was. You know, Kevin Jacobs is probably one of my favorite Big Brother Canada players ever. Mm-hmm. And if he had to be in there, I probably would have wanted to get him out first, too, because he's <laughs> dangerous. So, yeah, I, did, I wasn't afraid to send home a celebrity. Um, the issue after when I didn't send Kevin home was turning people against him because he made a lot of friends. And I don't know if it was because he was well-known or a celebrity or because he's just charismatic, but people wanted to follow him more than they wanted to follow me. So that was like, I hear a lot of podcasts who are like, how come you didn't throw his name out there? And like, it was so much harder to do to throw out Kevin's name and get people Mm -hmm. actually behind you, especially when you're the number one target in their head. So yeah, that was difficult. I may have been guilty of saying that, but I think I also answered the question because like you said, you know, the celebrity people are harder to target. We saw that, especially in the U S we saw it somewhat in uh, New Zealand 
and Australia, but especially the, you know, the first U.S. season, obviously. I mean, I Absolutely. wish we could send you back in time and have you lecture to some of the people at the reunion of the U.S. there. Uh, luckily, we had uh, Michael Davidson, who at least spoke up and he was uh, our guest on the most recent recap. Uh, so, you know, he he was out there saying, yes, go three. And, uh, you know, some of these other people were clearly not. Um, <laughs> But but one thing he had also said on that reunion was I would have followed her anywhere. And I think, that oh, yeah, some people and it's a combination of things. You know, uh, I think Kevin, like Sari, has the type of personality where, yes, he can bring everybody in and 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 do that. And that's why he was successful on Big Brother. And that's why he's successful so far on the traders. But also he's a known person. Mm -hmm. And so it, it's that combination that I think is is really killer. Absolutely. Um, now, you mentioned Rick also. Not being Canadian, I am not as familiar with Rick. As a matter of fact, I am not familiar at all with Rick. Now, I had a Canadian guest on as our episode one uh, uh, co-host. And so he explained a little bit about Rick. But I didn't realize just how well known until this most recent episode when people were talking about kind of like how universally <laughs> beloved he is when may says you're i think it was may at the table the round table they're all mm -hmm. ganging up on and rick is like it's got to be a celebrity person it's got to be a reality person and she's like you're the most famous person here oh my god that sent me that was my favorite thing so rick if you think of a teenage girl growing up with carson daly in the um mtv era so mm -hmm. when he would host like TRL um, and like all these boy bands and, and girl bands and like these big pop stars, that was Rick in Canada. So much music was our MTV and Rick was our Carson Daly. So he would like, I grew up as a, you know, a big NSYNC fan, a big boy band fan, Britney, like I loved them all. And that was who they would always send Rick to interview. And mm -hmm. maybe it's because it's not, it's not his type of music. Like he likes a different genre. So maybe they were like, this guy won't lose his mind over these people so we'll send him in but uh he was on my tv constantly growing up because he was interviewing all these big pop stars so you know growing up in canada to go into this manner and that's why you see a lot of the the other people um that are there they're like oh my god rick the temp is what his nickname was mm -hmm. on much music because he was you know they let him temp and he became you know this big dj and so he was he was huge he went on after to do i believe it was entertainment tonight canada he was a host on that he's got a podcast coming up for that I'm not going to plug because he did not pick me to co-host with him. Um, that, so my petty <laughs> side, no, I just don't think it's released yet. But, you know, he's just, he's a big person in Canada. So he, when he got picked to be on the show, that was huge. Yeah, I will uh, forever know him as the guy who's throwing out wild theories and spiraling <laughs> a bit. So, you know, we'll see oh, how that ends for it. him. Uh, it could end at the beginning of the next episode. I don't know. Uh, that's not my know. prediction. But uh, so I, I do want to ask you, you you went into this a little bit. So it's it's I'm normally the one who does podcasts about why people lose on reality <laughs> TV. I listen but, to them often. <laughs> good. Thank you. Um, <laughs> It didn't what? teach me anything. <laughs> I didn't have one for the traders. I'm sorry. Just FYI, anybody listening, we need a yeah. traders one because, yes. you know, I've, I I did the big brother ones and uh, yes, didn't work out. Yeah. Uh, so what do you think went wrong and what could you have done differently? I know that's a big, big question there. 
Oh, the question that I asked myself the second they said my name. Um, So basically, I've got a lot for this answer. So what I did wrong off the hop, first of all, when she touched my shoulder, I didn't think, try not to breathe too heavy. Don't make any noises. Because I'm still like, I wonder, did I squeal? Like, I still don't know. Like, Kevin was next to me. (laughs) Did he just clock me because I went, yes. Like, (laughs) I still Uh. do not know. So, you know, maybe that's what happened. So I didn't control myself at the table. A lot of people said they saw me change at the table. That's something I feel like if that was real or whatever, I feel like I could have brushed that off because everybody changes at the table. The blindfolds come off. You don't actually change. Like my, God love Mary. Oh, if she said my eyes were wet one more time, I was going to scream because I was like, I was wearing a blindfold. (laughs) I have sensitive eyes. I'm wearing these fake eyelashes. I got a blindfold on. I take it off. Of course, you know, I'm like fixing my mascara or not my mascara, my eyeliner. Of course, my eyes are watery, like got these big lights in them. So that was stupid. Love you, Mary. But that was stupid. And I know she's listening. She listens to all these podcasts, too. Um, So, yeah, so that was, you know, not a reason, in my opinion. However, After that happened, you know, once we got out of the round table, I started telling people, it's almost like, I don't know if people who listen to this are also familiar with Big Brother US and what's going on, but um, one of the contestants in that, Corey, would always talk to the other players about what he thought they would be thinking. Oh, yes. And I did that so much in the traders where I would stand in a circle and be like, oh yeah, well, like, I don't know. Should I look at you? Should I look away? Is that suspicious? Because we're all being suspicious because everything is suspicious because who knows who's a trader. And then I would start rambling just like I just did. Um, And I think that was the tell that Kevin was like, this girl is talking herself in circles. Like she's definitely a trader because she won't stop talking about how she's not a trader. So, you know, Ultimately, I talked way too much and I talked too much about myself, what I should have been doing. um, And this is just good general life advice was getting to know people better. I should have been asking people more about their lives and how they're like, as opposed to just game talk or, or even with game talk, you know, I, I found it really difficult because I guess people did clock me right away. So nobody would talk game with me. So Mm. even when I was trying to get things out of other people nobody would give me a name like the donna um colin day was my favorite day because people were talking to me about other people and yeah. i was like let's talk about colin and donna they're both traders send them both home stop <laughs> looking at me um but other than that nobody would talk game to me it was literally like pulling teeth trying to get somebody to say a name or say game if people were like oh i just don't know i just don't know and it was awkward and i was just spiraling because i was like I need someone to talk to me. So then I would throw things out. So I think my biggest issue is that I talked too much. I didn't talk enough about who I suspected. I just talked mm-hmm. about how I wasn't a trader. So those would definitely be my biggest issues. Um, and yeah, I just, I needed to listen more and shut, shut up. I needed to shut up. Big, yeah, big faults. I, I think we, well, I know we saw some of you saying, should I look at you? Should I look at you or whatever on there just before I think Kevin made his grandma comment. It was so and, cringe to watch. <laughs> I mean, what, yeah. So what you needed was to have Big Brother US occur because I just a few days ago, as we're recording this, you know, did the Why Corey Lost podcast and discussed how he was doing all all those things like trying to put himself into other people's places and giving them information. So you just needed a little time warp was did. was I what it was to be recording now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so funny because even when I went in, you know, they would ask me in the confessional and they'd say like, 
what's your strategy? What's your strategy? And I was like, I don't know. Nobody's talking to me. I don't trust <laughs> Koozie. So I couldn't pull her aside and try to figure out what she wanted to do. Um, because I didn't trust Koozie, I was a little suspect of Mike as well. Just So it, it is this game where you are paranoid about everybody. So, you know, when they weren't feeding me names, I didn't trust them. Nobody else would talk to me. So I didn't really know who to trust. And then in the confessionals, I would I would look at the the camera and I'd be like, I need to shut up and listen. I need to listen more, speak less, you know, two eyes, two ears, one mouth is literally what I said every day before the show. I said it when I got there and I just <laughs> did the opposite. So I just need to take my own advice. <laughs> so. Well, you at least convinced me that you were faithful. I did. Uh, you know, I did convince some people. Yes. I mean, with May, it was due to your vibrating and, mm-hmm. and you know, several others as well. What do you think was different about them? So they did, (laughs) they did show me crying because I've never been to Disney World. Mm -hmm. Um, So what that was, that was after I had realized, so after the laser mission was when I noticed that I was in the most trouble. And the issue with that is that I didn't have a lot of time to lay groundwork. So there wasn't, people weren't saying who they were voting for. I didn't have any other names to go on. I didn't have any leads it at all of who other people were suspicious of so all i could do at that point my thought was like okay i need to throw somebody under the bus so the re i thought about crystal i had a couple of things that i could use against her to sprinkle around so i started spreading her name around and i knew i needed to to maintain and fix relationships so i thought if i'm going out so i think what had happened was after the mission um was when I don't remember if this happened before or after, but like you saw like a big chat between me and Leroy. Mm-hmm. So Leroy was somebody who I thought I had a really good ally with. So he told me in that conversation, he was the first person who said, I'm voting for you. So it was a blessing and a curse because I was so <laughs> frustrated in that moment. I just wanted to scream. But at the same time, that gave me the heads up to be like, okay, stop wasting your time with Leroy. He a hundred percent is going to vote for you or, or he told me 90 something percent, whatever. So leave him, go, go lay some groundwork. So I was talking with Dom and may on the couch. And I was like, Dom didn't like at this stage to talk a lot of game. So I was like, this is kind of my perfect opportunity to bond with these people. So I started talking about what I would do with the money and why I wanted the money and, you know, my life with, you know, as a mother. And for me, that's the easiest way to get tears. So I, it wasn't a fake Dom asked me after he's like, were you even being genuine? It was a hundred percent genuine. All I have to do, especially four days away from my daughter, she's four Mm -hmm. years old. So, you know, a couple of days away from my daughter, all I have to do is say her name and I'm just going to start bawling. So for me, I, you know, I would talk about her here and there and just brush it off. Um, I knew I wanted to build a better connection with May and Dom in this moment. So I did talk a little bit about their lives. Me and Dom talked about his life and May. And then what I did was started talking about why I wanted the money because that would trigger Mm -hmm. tears and emotion, genuine emotion. But I figured that that might help um, sway them. And it, it, it worked very well. They were, (laughs) they, you know, they believed that I was a faithful because, and I don't think it's because they were ignoring any of the signs, I think that they just felt connected to me, which was my goal from the beginning. When I went in, you know, aside from shutting up and listening, I thought if I can make genuine connections with these people, it'll be a lot harder for them to vote me out. Even if I do suspicious things, it's harder Mm -hmm. to vote out somebody that you like and that you care about. So my goal 
was to make friendships and just to be myself, which I definitely was. <laughs> I was definitely myself. And I did make some friendships. I did make some genuine connections. Um, I just don't think I had time enough to form better bonds. Cause it's again, day three and I'm gone, yeah. you know? So. Yeah. I was going to ask, and I think you've already kind of answered it. You know, do you think that there was an element of confirmation bias? Like the people who liked you were like, no, she's not bad acting. She's legit. And the people who you didn't connect as well with are like, oh my gosh, look at that bad acting. Well, a hundred percent. I also think, um, you know, having your name sprinkled out there, like I don't necessarily, maybe everybody clocked me right away, or maybe it was the fact that Kevin was pulling everybody into mm -hmm. separate groups and I was the only name he was saying like after the round table. So I'm not saying the whole time, but right away he was sprinkling my name out there. Mm -hmm. So like, did other people come up with my name on their own or did Kevin say my name in passing? And then they thought, huh, she is a little suspicious. Um, and it was one of the things that I did say at the round table when we were there and Mike first opened up with Mel B, you know, let mm -hmm. me, let me give you this opportunity to tell me why you're not a trader or why you are or whatever. Um, you know, my response to him wasn't ask me if I'm a traitor. My response to him was, I'm really <laughs> glad you brought this up because I feel like this is mob mentality. You guys are just saying that I'm a traitor because somebody said my name. So now everything that I do seems suspicious, which is very true because it was Colin and Donna were the same way. Everything that they mm -hmm. did seems suspicious because somebody said they're a traitor. So like the the trick with this game, really all you have to do is get somebody's name in your head. If you've got a name in your head, everything they do is going to look suspicious, no matter right. how innocent they are, you know, kind of like Crystal with her jaw dropped before I walked in like that may or may not have happened, but she wasn't a traitor. Right. You know, Rick saying he felt um, in the last episode, he said he felt fabulous or something. And he said, well, I didn't I didn't sleep fabulous. I felt fabulous, something like that. And they're like, oh, well, that's really suspicious that, you know, mm -hmm. once somebody has it in their mind that you're a traitor, it doesn't matter what you do. So even though I was being pretty obvious right away. I do think I curbed that moving forward, but after my name was in people's mind, it didn't really matter. Yeah. And that's something we've seen. And I, I had a, a long debate discussion with uh, Michael about that on the recap of episode four, because of course in the U S season, Michael was the victim of mob <laughs> action, you know, as everybody ganged up on him and there was nothing he could do. But I also say that that's the way a faithful should play as long as they can ensure they're part of the mob and not and the mob doesn't turn on them, which is you know, the more difficult part. Uh, now, you mentioned Mike coming in and asking you uh, right off the bat. I believe I've heard you say elsewhere that like that wasn't preplanned. Mike had not told you he was going to do that. No, he didn't. Um, and I was like, I didn't know how I felt about it when it happened, because first I'm like, this son of a, yeah. but basically what it was, it was in the moment I was thinking, okay, good. Open it up. Let's get my name mm -hmm. out there. So I have, you know, I, I think what his intention was there. And, you know, in previously in, in sense speaking with him, I think he wasn't a hundred percent sure that he was going to say my name. I think he was very close to it. Mm -hmm. And he thought, well, if she is going home, I'm going to lobby this little question at her. It's going to make me look more faithful. If she doesn't go home, I could probably lie to her later or tell her later. Yeah, I did that to get your name out there so we can just flush it out. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think that probably was his plan, but he didn't let me in on the plan ahead of time. So when he first started to speak and said my name, I was surprised. But then immediately I was like, OK, opportunity. Let's mm -hmm. take this and run with it. Let's tell everybody why I'm a faithful, you know? Yeah. Yeah. As it turns out. 
as we saw in episode four, it might not have made him, at least to Crystal, uh, I believe, not not look so much like a faithful. <laughs> I loved watching her pick up on that because, you know, there's a little petty side that comes mm-hmm. along with this. Listen, I went home. I DM'd Kevin. I knew he was still in the manor. And I was like, went right to Instagram. I think I was probably still in the hotel. And I was like, listen here, they better recruit you. And then you better go in and you better, you know, take them out. And I hope you win the whole (laughs) thing because yes, you took me out, but like they turned on me. So like, you know, F them. And um, anyway, and then as like, you know, I'm home and I'm watching it. I'm like, I really, I'm happy if anybody wins at this point. Like, it doesn't matter to me. Because I really have connected with all these people. We've Mm -hmm. all had conversations since the show has been over and just said, like, you know, listen, it's game. I went into it thinking it was a game. So I didn't care that Mike said my name. Mm -hmm. Probably would have done the same thing. I wish I had the opportunity to do the same thing. I wish he was the sinking ship and not me. (laughs) So I could have caught him. Like, I don't care about that stuff. You know, I'm not going to hold a grudge because it's stuff that I would do myself, you know? Yeah. Yeah. but yeah, it wasn't pre-planned. I wish it was. <laughs> now, but you think that Mike and Koozie came in with the plan to vote for you. They didn't change their minds or that they at least had the plan that they could have gone that way if I that's think, the way the roundtable was going. Yeah, I think Koozie didn't plan to that morning. Uh, but I had said Koozie's name that day. Listen, Ooh. I was drowning. I said <laughs> Koozie's name. I said Fierce's name. I said Kevin's name. And I said Crystal's name. And my thought process was, I'm going to save these names because these are people who I think are very suspect for different reasons. I'm going to save these names. And Koozie, it wasn't because I thought she was suspect. Obviously, I knew she was mm-hmm. a traitor and it wasn't to throw her under the bus. But she was involved in a conversation where she was looking out for me. She said, I've heard that Crystal's been saying your name. And that to me, Crystal was like, she was my number one. So mm-hmm. I was like, excuse me? My plan was to take Crystal as far as I absolutely could. Like mm-hmm. she was just, you know, we made an alliance before the traders were picked. So I was like, this is my girl. It doesn't matter if I'm a trader, she's a trader. We're going to go at least to the end and backstab each other at the end. Whatever. Right. Um. So, you know, I had planned to take her as far as, as I could get her, or as far as we could go. And I heard that she was saying my name and I didn't quite believe it. So I found out that it had come from Fierce. So then I was like, okay, there was this conversation that was shown um, of me and Ferris talking. And that was so much more awkward than it was on TV. <laughs> in real life, I would ask her a question and she'd be like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And just not answer me. And every now and again, she'd look over at the camera and do like, like the office, like gym, like looking at the camera. <laughs> and I was like watching her look at the camera and I'm like, you're obviously lying to me. Like, what are you doing? So she she's just good tv so you know i was asking her did crystal say my name and she was like uh no like i can't remember the conversation now because it's a million years ago but she basically i I think i can't remember if she confirmed it or denied it but i did also approach crystal and was like i've heard that you said my name you know fierce told koozie so i wanted to throw out all these other names that they'd at least start going after each other maybe um and then when i did start setting all that around, I started thinking, okay, Crystal seems to be the most obvious one to be able to get heat on, you know? Um, so I started kind of like framing Crystal in that moment. However, I, I'm i not sure how it happened, but I believe it was probably Fierce went to Koozie because that's who I mm-hmm. brought it to because Koozie told me. And I straight up said, Fierce, Koozie told me this. Um, so Koozie heard that my name was, her name was being said by me, which it was. Mm. So at that point, I don't think she went into, I think she went into the day fully protecting me now that I've seen it. Um, but in that, that whole game, I didn't trust her. So I thought she was setting me up. Um, so I said, I don't care. I'll say her name. So I said her name. And then I think she heard I said her name and then wanted to 
too bad, Melissa, you're sinking. I've been trying to save you, but you said my name and now you're, you're toast. Yeah. Yeah. So I believe Koozie had my name going into the round table. Um, I believe she told Mike, but I think Mike was going to say my name if it seemed like it was going that way, but maybe if people seemed like they shifted, he might've shifted. Uh, but ultimately three of us never had a plan going into it to vote for the same person, which another mistake I think mm. I made was not talking to them before this. Um, and which was mostly a misunderstanding because I did tell them that I was going to bring up the crystal story, but I think I should have checked in that morning before I did it mm -hmm. instead of Koozie thinking one thing, me thinking another, and then two of us just not communicating. So lack of communication was definitely an issue there as well. Yeah. Yeah. And that is, you know, that is something that goes over all the reality shows is always check in with your allies is because always. even I even if you think them. you're solid. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's, you know, your quote unquote allies. They were my traitor allies. Right. That's the scariest yes, of allies, yes. you know? Yeah. <laughs> that's like when uh, in episode four, uh, Mike asked Koozie, you'll never backstab me. Right. And Koozie was like, never. And I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, sure. Okay. And I saw him say that because you know, they both backstabbed me. Mm -hmm. So that definitely, as much as it was like an easy call, like, I'm sorry, as far as anybody, <laughs> I appreciate all the messages of people saying they can't believe the traders turned on me, but that was a really easy call. <laughs> anybody who's a fan of these shows, right. I think would agree that that was a good move. Um, so as much as that was a good move, you can't help then, but doubt the other trader that you're working with, because mm -hmm. if you did it, even though you did it to me, if that person did it to me, they can do it to you. Yep. So I think that set off a little bit of mistrust in the conclave. So, yeah. Yeah. That. yeah. All right. <laughs> um, going back to the breakfast that you walked in last. Uh, and that My was Emmy when, award, you mean? Uh, yes, yes. Your, your Emmy award winning performance. <laughs> um, do you think you could have done a better acting job if you had entered as part of a group instead of being all alone at the end? A thousand percent. I, to be honest, I wasn't, <laughs> I've said this a dozen times and people are like, okay, sure. I wasn't acting. It wasn't an overt, like, yes, I was acting surprised that it was Nazilla, mm -hmm. but like when I opened up the door, being last in that room is like a big rush of adrenaline. So my adrenaline was like, on 10 the whole time I was there, I would wake up in the morning and in my room, I'd get ready. And then I would do a bunch of jumping jacks and pushups to get rid of the jitters. Cause <laughs> I can be like, I get really hyper excited. The and, vibrations. Um, it's the, the vibrations. vibrations. Yes. So may, when may said I was vibrating, I would do this. And may would like may Donna, like that whole mm -hmm. side of the table. I was like, guys, like, cause I was shaking myself and I would put my hands out and they were just quivering because I had so much adrenaline rushing. And it was just literally just from opening the door and everybody's at table and everybody goes, yeah, like they scream at you. So I was just kind of like, whoa, this is a lot. And I know that there's cameras there. So I'm like, everybody's staring at me. The cameras are staring at me. This is so much going on. Am I happy? Am I? So for the most part, that was just a whole bundle of nerves um, and not overacting. But Fierce was like, oh, whatever. You were saying you were shaking and you're overacting. That was the worst acting job I've ever seen in my life. And she said that to my face. That wasn't just a confessional <laughs> because I, at one point, was running around like a chicken with my head cut off trying mm -hmm. to get my name out of it. I was trying to defend myself and explain why I wasn't a traitor. And Fierce looked at me. She's like, well, frankly, it was, I thought this morning was acting and it was bad acting. Like she just ripped me a new one. And that's when I started to, that, so I started to cry. And I was like, but it wasn't, you have to understand. I started telling her about the adrenaline. And she did tell me after that, she was uh, she was on the fence in that moment. She was like, you know what? 
Like, I feel like if I had a couple more days, like if it was a big mm-hmm. brother type situation where it wasn't like that night you're going home, I think I probably could have saved my ass. But the traders is so difficult to be able to just have to do all of this in, in a couple of hours. Right. Know? Um. So yeah, with the acting, I was just, there was a lot going on. I was just nervous and full of adrenaline. So my body was physically shaking and I just was like, oh my God, what do I do? If I had come in in a group, we all could have been like, what? <laughs> like, right. Because we're all looking at the door to see who didn't come in. If I'm in a group, like a group being surprised that you made it to breakfast is not a huge surprise. Like mm-hmm. you already know when you're at the door to go into breakfast. So I don't think that would have been bad acting. Um, I think waiting to see who comes in and like talking about who it could be, that's easy acting. So mm-hmm. that I think would have been fine. I was fine the day before. Um, I think I would have been fine if I came in at a big group, but I, I was actually excited when I went in last. So hindsight, again, I sat in the confessional after and I was like, oh my God, thank you. Thank you guys for sending me in last. I'm so happy because I, this is literally what I said. I didn't need to act because I was actually so surprised when everybody yelled at me and like my adrenaline was pumping so much. I didn't (laughs) need to put on a show. So I was so happy that I was last until everybody started talking about my bad acting. And I was like, but I wasn't acting (laughs) what are you talking about um so now i hate that i was last i wish i was first but uh in the moment i was so thrilled yeah and did you also consider and i i think we saw you uh, say something about this because in the earlier seasons of the show at different international versions it was almost always faithfuls who were under consideration at the end who came in last. So, you know, a lot of people were were commenting, well, they need to change this for the future because now that we've seen it, it's going to be obvious. And so here they are. They change it for you. They send you in last, which had it been a different season would have been like, oh, that proves she's a faithful. And instead, yeah, you know, doesn't quite work out that way for you. I thank Matthew for that. I, cause he had talked about that a lot on this podcast where he'd be like, guys, if you ever go on this show, you know, and if you're one of the last two, whoever comes in before the person gets murdered is clearly a faithful. That's a good way mm-hmm. to determine it. So when I came in last in my head, I'm thinking, I'm so happy they changed this up. And I'm also thinking I'm going to use this. And I did, I used it. I ran with it. That was one thing that really solidified Dom in believing um, as well that I was a faithful because I said to him, I was like, Dom, why would I come in last if I was a traitor? I was like, they want to set it up. So I started going above and beyond. Mm -hmm. I talked a lot about the meta of the game when I was in there. I was like, listen, production wants this. They want the audience to see this. So, you know, I had said to him, I was like, listen, this is a TV show. If you watch the other seasons now, (laughs) Dom didn't watch very many seasons, but I was like, you know, if you watch the other seasons, the camera is pointed at the door between two people because they want the audience to be surprised who got murdered. Why would I be last coming in if I wasn't up for consideration? Mm -hmm. So that was a huge thing that I tried to drive home to everybody and everybody, like I brought it up in that group when I had, and then I was like, but we also performed badly. Maybe it was between us. Mm-hmm. Um, and the group was like, ah, no, nah, that doesn't sound, that's not a reason. <laughs> they don't care about the audience. They're, they And just people wouldn't believe me. I was like, guys, for real, this is what these companies do. Like they want to fool people watching. It's not just about us. <laughs> um, nobody cared. <laughs> so it didn't work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. So you saw, presumably going in, you saw the U.S. season. I presume you saw the U.K. season and the Australian season. Any others? Those were the only three. Um, okay. When I got back, New Zealand was available here. Mm-hmm. And then shortly after um, Australia season two was available here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I started watching. I watched three or four episodes of New Zealand mm-hmm. while vacuuming with headphones in, like just on the background. Um, but I think it's still a little triggering. It's less triggering for me to watch my own season than it is to watch other seasons that I haven't seen. And I think maybe that's because it's it's exciting because i did live this and i've seen Mm -hmm. them and the other seasons i'm just like watching it and i get a little anxiety so i'm not quite there uh but i'll i'll watch it i'll watch i need big brother to be over honestly because that's just consuming my time yeah well a few more weeks and then it'll finally be over uh i'll dive in yeah now for uh when you watch australian season two you know a a mini spoiler alert here you're gonna wish you had those faithfuls uh (sighs) I've heard a little. I've I, I've got some Australian season two people in my DMs, um, mm-hmm. and they're like they're like I won't spoil it, but it's good. And I'm like, yeah. I really, I really do want to watch it. I just don't have the time right now right. to sit down and and actually like give it the attention it deserves. So. Right now, what other reality shows are you watching? Big Brother? Are you a Survivor person too? Are you uh, what I'm uh, not what else? A Survivor person. Uh, I started watching Erica's season because she's on it, mm-hmm. and I do want to keep moving forward with that. Um, but good I luck never, finding I her on that season. Oh, I've heard. She told me she's like, you see me like when I win. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's about it. That was yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 you know I'm not I'm not in it a lot. But I uh, I watched. So I was never a big reality person. I always watched Big Brother, and that mm-hmm. was my show. I just watched Big Brother Canada and Big Brother US, and I didn't even start Big Brother Canada until season nine. And then I went back and binged it all, and was mm-hmm. like, oh my god, this is incredible. Um, but other than that, the traders came out and I started watching the traders. Then Circle, the Circle on Netflix, mm-hmm. I started watching. I love that because I was like, oh, I could do this. Like, tell me I couldn't be a good actor on the Circle, David. Seriously, there's nobody looking at my face. I could act. That's right. Nobody can tell if you have watery <laughs> eyes. You can take your circle. time to write the messages. <laughs> I, I mean, erase and then restart, you know, yeah, like they, they put former the reality people on the Circle. I, I don't do. I don't know that they have a Canadian version. I mean, there's the U.S. They've had U.K. I don't know that they've been Canadians. Okay, even when they didn't have a Canadian one, I was okay. like, screw it. So I put in all my details, mm-hmm. and then I was like, sure, I'm from the states. Put me on your show, please. I'll figure it out. Because back back when I, it was finished, when they weren't looking for anybody, you actually like I think they were taking U.S. and Canada. 
Mm-hmm. So I do remember looking it up and putting in an application when they weren't looking because they're like, send an application anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did that a while ago and obviously nothing came from it. And then when they said they were casting, I went back in and they weren't casting Canadians. So I was like, well, I'm going to give you my application anyway, because you already have my old one and you did Canada before. Maybe something will change. Yeah. And nothing ever changed. But um, I also liked the mole. I thought mm-hmm. that was good. I Obviously, I'd be terrible at that game now. Um, <laughs> what was the other one? I'm really excited for Squid Game. So ah, I, I yes. have, my answer is I like reality TV shows now. So yes. I'm getting much more into them. But before it was always Big Brother because I like a social strategy game. I, mm-hmm. I, you know, the love I watch Love is Blind. That's a guilty pleasure thing where I'm like, this is so trashy. It's excellent. Um, but most of the time, I just really love the experiment of like just putting all these different personalities together and seeing mm-hmm. how they can navigate this social structure. So. Well, you mentioned, you know, like you wouldn't do well on the mole, but there's only one mole. And so so and and that also, you know, leads to a question I was going to ask. Did you have a strategy in mind for if you had come in as a faithful? Yes, I was. I'm going to (laughs) win. (laughs) I that's a good strategy Uh, to have. (laughs) Right. Just win the game. No, my strategy for the faithful. So my strategy for trader, I didn't follow. It was like talk less, listen more, and just create really good bonds. So I half did it. I had some good bonds, but you know, I just, I was too obvious. I was talking too much. My strategy for if I was a faithful, I was actually going to come in and not give a, like two, two poops who the traders were. I was going to come in and just have a good time, create bonds and just follow the mob. I was literally just going to vote out, you know, whoever, everybody else mm-hmm. was voting out, but I was going to clock the traders in my own head. So my plan was just get to the end, voting out every other person besides yourself. Um, if you know that there's a traitor, try to make friends with them because I didn't want to get murdered. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really hard to avoid being murdered. So I was thinking like, try and clock who the traitors are, but don't tell anybody. Be friends with them. So then you can either, you know, not get murdered or possibly get recruited um, and then just cut everybody in the end. Because I had no, listen, these shows, I've got a life. I've got a family. I've got my yeah. friends. <laughs> I love the family and friendships that I've made from the Traders Canada, but the way mm-hmm. that I feel, if you're going to make friends with someone, you're going to make friends with someone, even if you do them dirty on one of these shows, because mm-hmm. that's what you sign up for. So my strategy was, you know, to make good friends with people, get to the end and then cut whoever I thought was a trader or whoever wasn't a trader to get down to the end and win. Um, you know, I would have liked to just, I guess, have just the one person in, or one other person in the end, split it. 50 50 mm-hmm. um, and hopefully be good enough that that person wasn't a traitor. So that was my main goal, but I wouldn't have gone in, you know, like the majority of people who are like, you're a traitor, get you out. And I definitely think you're a traitor. Cause that's like, you're going to get murdered. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly it. I've, I've said it before on the podcast, you know, that you've perfectly described what I came up with also as the perfect faithful strategy. I think Erica had that as her strategy mm-hmm. too. So there are definitely people who, are coming in with that strategy. And then there are the people who have been, as I say, fooled by production, you know, because Mm -hmm. the hosts of all these shows always come in and say, your job is to hunt the traders. It's like, no, your job is to win the money. Hunting traders is just kind of an offshoot of that. That's just a fun way to talk about people and who we want to vote out. Right. That's just be like, listen, did you see how she was eating her crackers earlier? Only a trader would eat crackers like that. (laughs) (laughs) See how suspicious that was and just, you know, get rid of people. But I was also playing a lot of metagame too, where I would say like, how many reality people do you think they're going to have in? How Mm -hmm. many? (laughs) So I don't know. But yeah, I think as a faithful, um, 
I don't know that I would have done better, to be honest, because that was my strategy as a faithful. And I definitely would have followed that strategy a lot easier than the trader strategy because mm-hmm. I wouldn't have had to lie about anything. But I wasn't, I didn't change my personality uh, in the game. Right. Like my, like I think Kevin said, he's like, you're bubbly and charismatic and carefree. And I'm like, that's my personality. <laughs> Even if I had to be a faithful, I wasn't going to be afraid of murder or or anything. Mm-hmm. Because I know like the faithful are like, oh, I'm afraid I'm going to be murdered. And everybody's like, I can't sleep. I could sleep. I know I was a traitor. But like if I was a faithful, <laughs> I would be able to sleep perfectly fine because I went into it thinking it's a game. If I get murdered, I get murdered. You don't find out until you're going to breakfast the next day anyway. So like you would sleep fine. You get up, you get dressed, put your makeup on, and then you end up in a chair crying instead of at breakfast. But like <laughs> that's part of the game. So I'm very much like I live the game the way I live life, which is like carpe diem, see what happens mm-hmm. If I'm out, I'm out. If I'm in, I'm in. So, you know, hindsight, I think as a faithful, I probably would have been thought of as a traitor regardless because. um, Because you would have had watery eyes still. I would have watery eyes regardless. (laughs) I would have been talking a lot either way. I would have been, you know, my my not afraid to go home self. So I think they would have suspected me. And, you know, I probably wouldn't have got as much screen time. So. I'm happy they picked me as a trader because at least I went home and I got to have three episodes where you saw me, you know? So that was cool. Yeah, that is one thing. Like the people who have been murdered, uh, Dr. Nazila and uh, Gerpyart, they have barely gotten screen time. And, and so, It yeah. was so hard watching those couple of episodes, mm-hmm. knowing, because as I'm watching it, I knew that they were coming up to leave mm-hmm. around the same time that I did. And I was just so upset for them because I'm like, you have to know these people. They're so amazing in real life. Like Nazilla's stories would just blow you out of this world. Like the, some of the things that that girl has gone through in her life are just incredible. Like, and Gerpyar is the most genuine, nicest individual I think that I've ever talked to. And the fact like they didn't get any screen time and it's yeah. just, it's, it's hard. So, I, you know, in yeah. a way I'm very grateful for being the first traitor out because at least I got that, you know? Well, I think that they give more screen time to the people who are banished also Mm -hmm. instead of the people who are murdered because, I mean, you yes, there are reasons, but the reasons for Nazila were so minor i i literally didn't know who she was uh yeah. so i i my notes were like the lady in red at the at the round table and then i had to go back oh that's who that is you know <laughs> there was another uh, podcast i heard that they described her as carmen san diego because she had uh, like the red in the hat and yeah she she even put it on like her tiktok and stuff she was like oh my god i think this tracks <laughs> <laughs> now uh, uh Going back to the events leading up to your banishment. So you already talked about how you were self-aware. You knew you were talking too much. You knew you were a chicken, you know, running, uh, running around like a chicken with its head cut off. And then, you know, you also talked about Leroy coming up to you and like flat out telling you all of the things, which to me was like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? But I, I thought, well, I didn't. My co-host thought that maybe you, you know, he was saying this to help you. Like, oh, here are the things you need. But for what you said, no, he was like, here are all the things you're doing wrong. I don't get that strategy. Why are people coming up to you and saying, I think you're a traitor? Because if you don't get voted out, you may kill them. Listen, it is a bad idea 
but I was so grateful for it because <laughs> my biggest thing was that people were not talking game to me. And I think Leroy is just a gym. Like we had a really good bond, like a good connection mm-hmm. there. So like, I think he just felt bad. I think, cause I went, I pulled him aside cause I was going to tell him that I was suspicious of Crystal. And my thought process in that moment was I'm probably going to make up a lie, tell it to Crystal, see if it gets around and if it gets back to me. So I was going to tell Leroy that I was going to do that because I did trust Leroy. Um, so I had pulled him aside to talk to him about Crystal and I saw the look in his eye. And that's when I started saying, what is going on here? What, like, why are you giving me this look? And it was almost like, like a scene from a movie where he just kind of gives me the nod, right? Like, yes, yes, I do believe it's you kind of thing. And my head just started spinning. Cause I was literally going to go to him to be like, Hey, I don't trust crystal. Here's what I think. I think, you know, we can't trust her. We, as in me and you, mm-hmm. and he's looking at me like <laughs> me and crystal can't trust you, <laughs> um, which was accurate. So no, I don't think it's a great idea. Cause you know, after that conversation and after the round table, he probably would have been on my list to mm-hmm. murder if, if I had to survive. But, you know, I was truly, truly grateful that he did say it because he was the first person to say my name, which gave me the opportunity to then do damage control. Had I heard it earlier or the day before, I would have had a little bit longer mm-hmm. to work on people and work on a better strategy. So, you know, it's not a great faithful move, but I was very happy he did that. <laughs> Traders always happy for not great faithful. Oh, yeah. Other faithfuls also happy for it. So, yeah, yeah, it did seem like your name came up right away. Mm-hmm. And then, at least from the TV perspective, faded away for a day while the whole uh, Don on Colin thing happened and then rose up again after that. Was that the way you saw it too? Or was it more steady and they just needed to focus for TV purposes? So the fear I had in my body going into the first round table, I had vibrations then because before we went into that round table, like, like that day, Crystal stopped making eye contact with me. And I was also hanging around a lot with Donna. So she had said to me, you know, I, I addressed her after the round table and she mm-hmm. said, no, it was cause you were with Donna. And, you know, I, I knew I was going to vote for her. I was uncomfortable. And but something still felt off because me and Crystal had such a connection. And now all of a sudden she was like connecting more with Mary, but also not making eye contact with me. Like there was definitely something strange going on. So this is, you know, obviously before I knew it was my name, I thought I was going to get banished going into the very first round table all day long. Mm. All people were talking about was Donna and Colin. And then when I was heading in, I just kept remembering, I don't remember what season it was of the other traders, but one of them, they didn't say, the trader's name at all. They said, let's not say anything. Let's talk about mm-hmm. everybody else at the round table and let's all write their name down. Going into that round table. Which I've got to think TV producers hate, by the way. If you- oh, yeah. <laughs> I was petrified. I was like, this is going to happen to me. This is what's happening. And mm-hmm. I remember I looked at Leroy before we went in. And I was like, dude, I'm nervous. And he's like, you're fine. Hindsight. I'm like, you son of a, (laughs) but he was like, you're fine. You're fine. So my name never came up at that round Mm -hmm. table, but the reason it never came up is because I didn't say a freaking word because (laughs) when we were there, I was, I did say a little bit, that's a lie. Um, but as everybody was going back around, they were just going, Colin, Donna, Colin, Donna. And then a couple of people, I don't know if it was Ferris or Crystal said, there's a lot of people who are being really quiet right now. And I was like inside of me, I was like, they're talking about me. They want me to bring something up. Um, so I think I maybe said a little 
blurb about like, I, guys, I'm I'm being really quiet because I'm honestly really confused. I don't know how to vote for Colin. Here's what you're doing suspicious, but I'm still not really sure. Donna, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, and then I shut up again. And then other people took the reins and started saying things about Colin and Donna again. So it didn't focus on me. I think that was the only thing that saved me. I think had I said my name or had I I been really vocal at that round table, I think my name would have come mm-hmm. up. I thought, I think I would have been gone home the very first day. So my name did fade out, but it was just because two other targets got bigger than I was. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was thinking that like Rick would take the place because he was pushing so hard for Colin. Um, but I think that may be one place where his fame and everything else, uh, you know, fame and charisma just took over and for at least a little while, uh, you yeah. know. Yeah. I think so. had I touched base with Koozie, this is where the miscommunication between me and Koozie became part of my demise. Had I even pulled her aside or even spoke more in the conclave with Mike and Koozie about, hey, guys, who are we going to frame tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Not tomorrow let's do chaos because that was all i cared about at the time but had i said who can we frame tomorrow to keep my name out of people's mouths and then we had because because koozie was framing rick i didn't know anybody was thinking rick because nobody was talking to me about who they were thinking so i didn't think to put rick's name out there because i didn't have a solid way to throw him under the bus with crystal i had a solid way because she had said my name to fierce and I knew that there was some kind of a lie that I could trace back. So then I also kind of brought up the fact that like she had told me Donna's name and Colin's name. Cause the mm-hmm. night before when we were at the round table, we had all said after Colin was banished, we're like, we can't do this again. Like we just mobbed up on him. We voted him out because he was acting differently. That's not a thing, you know? So we had said <laughs> like, we need to have better reasons to vote people out. So my theory going into my roundtable where I got banished was, okay, I'll throw Crystal under the bus because I've got reasons to vote her out. So I told people that she was the one because we kept saying, well, where are these names coming from? Mm-hmm. Who's throwing out names? That's the traitor. So that's when I spoke up and I went, okay, thanks, Mike. Appreciate you throwing this to me. I'll start. This is why my name's out. However, Crystal is the one who told me Donna's name. Crystal is the one who told me Colin's name. And I just threw all of this at her um, because that was the only person I could think of. Rick going so hard against Colin wasn't really in my mind because yes, he is a celebrity. People aren't going to turn on him as easily. And I didn't know that he was on anybody's like mind. So for me to throw Crystal under, it was a lot easier because I had these reasons. I knew she was throwing my name out there. Mm -hmm. So I would have preferred her to be banished and it would have been easier to get out a non-celebrity than a celebrity. So, you know, going into the round table, I was like, this is what I'm going to frame. If we had talked about it and I knew Koozie was putting his name out, I would have put Rick's name out. Maybe yeah. three of us could have voted for Rick plus the other people. Like we could have turned it on him and got him out. I'm sure he's happy I didn't. Sorry, Rick. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that hindsight again is always 2020, but that would have been a great strategy. Yeah. Rick, uh, you know, has, has he been out to visit Colin? You know, he promised he was going to go out to uh, where Colin lives and visit him. So, I, you know, I don't know if he's seen Colin yet. He has seen a few people. He's doing a, a tour with uh, much music right now, right across mm. Canada. So he has actually he's he's been visiting everybody as he goes through their home. So he's trying to get work to pay for his visit to Colin is what you're saying. Hey, yeah. he's figuring it out. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Rick, Rick's Rick for a reason, right? Like he, now he's figuring it out. But I will like to say that he's not going to come visit me because much music isn't coming to Newfoundland. We're too far east. <laughs> so I'll just throw that little dig in there. Um, but yeah, so I'm fly to Toronto to see Rick. <laughs> uh, OK, now. In your everyday life, you have mentioned you're a realtor. 
Uh, has this experience made things easier or harder for you? That is, have people like, you know, you give someone a price. Have people tried to read you to see if you're giving them a, a good price or they can go lower? Like, are you acting? Are your eyes wet? Are you are you vibrating? I think if anything, it's helped make me more trustworthy because they know that I'm a terrible liar. <laughs> so I think if anything, you know, people we I've actually gotten super, super busy uh, since I came home. But they say that that's the thing, like. Uh, with real estate, like they say, if you want to increase your your business, just take a vacation. Um, so literally since the day that my flight was booked to go on the traders, it has been nonstop for me because when you have something else going on, that's when work gets busier. So I've been very, very busy. And mostly that's what happens. Like people are just asking me questions about the traders. They're more excited over the fact that I was on it and cursing Kevin mostly. So ah. it hasn't been so bad with regards to people trusting me or not. And I think that's because the traders made me seem pretty trustworthy. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I default. Yes. <laughs> now, also in your real life, it was funny. I meant to mention this when you were talking about uh, some of the uh, the shows you watch, because looking back at my own social media before I had any idea who you were, I see that you were like, you know, liking some of my Instagram videos, sending little you know comments about them. And I'm like, oh, uh, you know, and and your handle we'll, we'll talk about in a while has you know, no <laughs> indication as to who you are. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Right. This is nice. Some new person that likes big brother that is uh, commenting on these. So I, <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny at the time. Well, when I realized it. Yeah, <laughs> no, I do. Cause I, I, I've, you know, I've, it's become an obsession. It's a problem. Frankly, it's a problem. I, um, it, it, it started with trying to get cast on big brother Canada. All of this started with trying to get cast on big brother Canada. I, Decided in 2020 when I started, I started up my own podcast at the time. That's, you know, that one's fizzled out, but I started up my own podcast and I started rewatching or I started watching, sorry, Big Brother Canada season nine. I had always watched Big Brother US. I was obsessed with it. Mm -hmm. And I thought we're in a COVID lockdown. <laughs> There's nothing to do. I was, I was actually locked down from selling houses for a couple of weeks. So I said, okay, let's, let's watch the show and talk about it. So me and my girlfriend started uh, doing recaps on a podcast and I, became obsessed with Big Brother Canada. I was like, I'm sorry, David, I don't know if you've watched BB Can, but it is way better than BB US. Like, <laughs> I don't understand why I think people are, it, we're Canadians, we should be friendlier, but we are ruthless and it is just such great TV. So I became really obsessed with that for season nine. And then I was like, okay, so I'm gonna be on season 10, obviously, because this obviously. is now my new goal. So I made getting on Big Brother my objective in 2020 and Dear Lord, has that taken over my life to a fault, <laughs> but to, I mean, not to a fault because I enjoy it. So I've been rewatching all the seasons of Big Brother Canada, Big Brother US. I've been on, you know, the podcasts. I've been looking at your, your TikToks mm -hmm. and, and it's just thrown me into this crazy universe of social strategy and analyzing. And so, yeah, I, I've DM'd you a bunch of times before, the, before it was even announced that I was on the show mm -hmm. because you would comment on what's going on in the house and I'd pick your brain a little bit about like, well, what do you think Corey did wrong last week? And what do you think, you know, <laughs> when do we think Jared's going to get out or <laughs> Cameron? And so it's, uh, yeah, it's been interesting, but it was funny when I, the cast actually got released. I was like, oh, he knows who I am now. Cause he followed me back. <laughs> like, <laughs> actually, I don't, I don't think I did know right away. I think it, I tell it, traders. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Until some, you know, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> now I get it. Uh, right. It's funny. Cause there was one time when I was 
um, it was it was before uh, Survivor 44. And there was a show called The Real Love Boat that was on. Mm-hmm. And there was someone on there who I was named Carolyn. And I got followed by someone named Carolyn. I thought, oh, someone from The Real Love Boat followed me. And it turned out it wasn't her. What I didn't realize at the time was it was the Carolyn from Survivor 44 who had followed me. Amazing. <laughs> so, oh, uh, so, so yeah, it, it is funny. Um, and we'll get to your social media and all of our social media in a minute here. I wanted to ask beforehand, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about that I haven't hit somehow here? Hmm. You know what's funny? I re-listened to your episode from my banishment this morning Uh-oh. for this reason. Cause I was like, I should, <laughs> I should, you know, think of something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I listened to it while I was, you know, dropping my daughter off and, <laughs> and you know, doing all the motherly morning stuff. Mm-hmm. And now I don't remember. I don't think there's anything. I think, uh, I feel like we've touched on pretty well everything. Um, yeah. We touched on like the, I was actually shaking. Yes. Uh, oh, the, the um, last week, the, who was it that was on your show? What was his name again? Is it James? I, I, mean, I always get names wrong. Oh, uh, my guest last week. Yeah, for my banishment episode, your coworker. I, I oh, my coworker. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he had said about my exit. He mm-hmm. was like, "Why is she being so dramatic in the exit? Just tell him you're you're a traitor." <laughs> and I just I had to touch on that because when I knew, I mean, I knew I I had a, an idea that day that I was going mm-hmm. home. At that point, I was like, "If I'm going down, I'm going down swinging." Mm-hmm. So, you know, I did everything I could at the round table to try to to save myself, but essentially I knew. So I had been thinking, okay, what am I going to say in the the circle of truth or truth mm-hmm. circle, whatever it's called? And I was thinking, I got to get them to be convinced at some point before I leave that I'm a faithful. If I leave and they clocked me from day one and there wasn't a doubt in their mind ever, I'm just going to be so mad. So I, I was like, again very easy to get for me to cry like it's mm-hmm. and it's it's not that it's fake crying it's just i can i'm an emotional person all i have to do is think about things that make me sad and then waterworks so i was like okay i'm banished i'm upset about it so this shouldn't be too hard they're thinking about my daughter and why i'm here and now i'm not going to win 100 mm-hmm. grand and won't get to disney um so i stood in the circle and i said i want to say um I want to put it out there that I'm a, that I'm a faithful, but I didn't know. I was like, I can't say I'm a faithful. Mm-hmm. So I started it off with, I've been telling you that I'm a faithful. Yes. Because that's true. Right. And then I figured that I could also address the bad acting and explain that it wasn't bad acting or overacting, which it wasn't. Um, so that was so much fun because when I got to the circle and I said those things and I'm crying, everybody's face there was like, what did we just do? Yes. She's actually not a traitor. So the dramatics was a hundred percent worth it. And then following that, when I got to say I was a traitor, the reaction, mm-hmm. because I put them on a roller coaster, like at the table, it was like, okay, we still think you're a traitor. Kevin did tell me, he's like, you know, I wasn't a hundred percent sure after the round table, because like that was, you did tr- change me a little. So, you know, to get there and then make them think that they voted out the wrong person. Mm-hmm. So they were like high on themselves, low on themselves. And then to say traitor again, I think that reaction was just priceless. Like I got an adrenaline rush from telling them that I was a traitor. So I'm leaving poor with no hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> and I was still happy about it. Like I was smiling because that was such a, a cool reaction. I thought it was great. Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was your best acting job. Uh, yes, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny, too, because. 
they everybody at the round table is primed, especially if they have seen previous seasons, they have to overreact either way. Mm -hmm. Because if yeah. you don't, we've seen people get busted, you know, for just having a normal reaction, like sitting there with your jaw dropped. Oh, if you don't, you know, if, if you don't celebrate by jumping in the air and standing yeah. on the table, well, then you're obviously a traitor. And if you don't, you know, uh, throw yourself on the floor crying if they were actually a faithful, well, then again, you're a traitor. So, yeah, mm -hmm. people have to just give it the big reaction. So you fully took them on a roller coaster though. Oh yeah, I went everywhere. And and I kind of felt a little bit nervous um in watching my scene, watching my my episode mm -hmm. because Dom and May didn't vote for me and then I heard um your coworker had mentioned about how they just kind of sat there and then I was like, "Oh no, they're probably going to become targets because it's not that they weren't happy that they got a traitor. I think that I, they were just so on my side in believing mm -hmm. that I was a faithful. I think they were just like hurt in a way that like Yes. Oh my God, she really did fool us. Mm -hmm. I can't believe she was a traitor. And now I didn't vote for her. And now what? So I think that they were just going through so much in their minds that they didn't think to react positively because right. they're like, oh crap, Melissa's gone, you know? So yeah. Yeah. And of course, in episode four, May has had to deal with that. Dom, not so much, but uh, <laughs> May, did I say Melissa? May had to deal May, with that. Yeah. Um, you have to deal with it in your own way. You know? mm -hmm. And at least <laughs> now we can dealing. stop saying Melissa A and Melissa B, although we rarely have ever had to say Melissa A because she's another I know, one. Who... I hope she gets some more screen time. <laughs> Melissa A was awesome. She I was surprised she didn't have screen time in my episode because she picked up for me pretty hard at the round table as well. Mm -hmm. Um, because when I threw Crystal under the bus, Melissa started staring at Crystal. She was kind of like, mm. okay. So she started staring at Crystal and then she had a big role where she was like, you know what? I've been watching you, Crystal, ever since Melissa said your name and you are acting like a traitor. And, you know, she had this big scene and I was like, where was Melissa A's scene? Like, yeah, uh, it was so good. So I, I hope to see her get some more screen time coming up. Yeah. I mean, as we as we all get eliminated, you know, the people that we're not right. seeing are hopefully going to get some more screen time anyway. So, you know. Here's to hoping that Mel A is the new shining Melissa. <laughs> yes. Yes. Takes up the name, the good name and uh, yes. moves forward with it. One of the Melissas has to win. Come on. There's there two you of go. us. Like, there you go. It has you should have made a deal to split it, you know, at the, in the beginning, you know, whichever Melissa wins. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Did you win? You should give me money. Yeah. <laughs> well, I want to thank you very much for chatting with me today. Um, where can everyone find you online? We talked a little bit about it. Uh, I know you're on different places. Where do you want people to find you online? Oh, my God. Well, I want people to call me to sell their houses because well, I need to make up for $100,000 that I didn't mm, get. Yes. But um, you can find me I'm mostly. I mean, I'm on Facebook, but I don't add strangers to Facebook. So that's just pointless. Don't add me there. But um, <laughs> I'm on Instagram. I'm, you know, public profile. It's at best on the rock. So V-E-S-T-O-N-D-A-R-O-C-K, uh, because -E Best on The Rock was taken. So oh. that's my handle. Same handle on TikTok. I'm on Twitter, but I really just tweet about Big Brother things and now the traders. So you can follow me on Twitter or X, whatever it's called. Um, I think I'm at Melissa Agent 21 there. I created that okay. a very long time ago and never used it until the last year or so. But yeah, you can find me on those three places. I will have a podcast coming out soon. Um, so just follow those places to hear about my podcast when it comes out. You Absolutely. I don't I don't know that I knew you were on Twitter. So or else I'd have tagged you there and some of the things I tagged you in in the 
Instagram and TikTok. So yeah. I'm slowly finding. Yeah, a lot of the old things too. Like my Twitter uh, profile is like, you know, a, a 22 year old Melissa. So I look a little different um, with brown hair. And like, it just, it, there's no, it doesn't say anything about like, you know, the, does it say the traders now? Maybe, I don't know. I I don't get Twitter. I don't understand how to do my, my thing mm-hmm. on Twitter, my profile. So I'm there with a lot of old things um, yeah. that I haven't changed, but you can find me there and yeah, everywhere else. Okay. Well, if uh, anyone who wants to reach out to us here at the Trade Our Podcast and let us know what you think, I am all over social media, as we've been discussing, uh, and reality TV podcasting. I also, uh, as as Melissa kindly mentioned, I also podcast for Rob Has a Podcast Network, uh, talk about why each player lost Survivor and Big Brother, which, uh, you know, as you mentioned, Melissa, you know, with Big Brother going on this long has it's been a lot. Uh, and uh, I also have accounts on all the different uh, social medias. You can find me through Linktree at Linktree slash David Bloomberg with a dot before the EE and Linktree. Or you can find me on like Twitter and, and Blue Sky and the text based social medias is at David Bloomberg on the video platforms. TikTok, YouTube, Instagram is at David Bloomberg TV. And, you know, I post three or four reality TV short videos on all those sites. Every day, everything from the Traders Canada to Big Brother to Survivor to House of Villains. Uh, so, uh, you know, definitely find me there. You can see the uh, the videos that I've posted related to Melissa and some of some of her new friends. Uh, <laughs> and also, everyone should make sure to check out the accounts for this podcast overall. You can find us on Instagram as at the Tradar Podcast, on Twitter as at the Tradar Pod. You can also email the Tradar Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, so we will be back here again. Now, uh, Matthew has another Australian Traders interview coming up. He recently interviewed uh, Camille from. Uh, season two. I won't say anything more about that because I, I don't want to spoil Melissa here. Uh, he has another uh, uh, traitorous uh, interview coming out soon. And uh, then, of course, we will have, uh, you know, next week we will have another episode of the Traders Canada. And then there might be a special project that we're announcing also within the next few days. So hopefully that will be out shortly. Until then, Thank you again, Melissa. This was, uh, you know, this was a lot of fun, a very interesting, got a lot of insight from uh, from your time there. And uh, hopefully we'll get to talk to you again. Yes, absolutely. Call me anytime. I think I reached out to Matthew before I was even on my show, before I got yeah. cast and was like, hey, I heard you need a female co-host. Uh, I'd like to do that. Um, but when he reached back out to me, I was in the casting process. So I was like, ah. I feel like I might get in trouble for this. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have to wait. Um, so literally anytime I love talking about anything reality TV that I've seen. Yeah. And I just like talking as you've seen. So, <laughs> oh And you're good at it. So <laughs> thank you. Uh, so, all right. Well, thanks again. Bye, everyone. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.